Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 101. Got an interesting uh, topic for you today. We're going to talk about how to handle playing good but not winning. That's a toughie. Yeah, Yeah. but before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. Let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help us financially, our patrons are keeping the wheels spinning on everything that we're doing with the podcast. Um, There are a lot of expenses, things that go into production, equipment, uh, services that we need to put all this stuff together, and the patrons are the people that are footing the bill for that. There's just uh, no other way to say it. So if you're in a position where you could help us out financially, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch and become a patron. All the different levels of support are listed there, and then also what uh, what you get in return. So, so if you're in a position to, please do so. So Tori, for that, all they do is they're pledging to give 5 10 or $20 a month. Correct. You know, whatever is comfortable, and um, and then that helps us pay for all the different expenses to keep right. this rolling, right? Yeah, and if you see value in what we're doing, I know we've got a lot of people that are listening. We need and, you. Uh, we, yeah. we need your help. We do appreciate the patrons that we have. We did our first uh, patron giveaway and uh, gave away a bat last week, so we're excited to keep going forward and, and thanking our patrons any way we can. So please, if you are in a position to become a patron. So Don, we've all been there. You're coaching your team, you're playing in a game, you know, things are going great. You're playing good, making plays, making pitches, hitting the ball, playing a really, really good game. And at the end of the day, you look up and the scoreboard says they have more than you have. I hate it. I hate losing. I can't stand it. But if there's any way to to lose a game, to lose it playing well is at least a little bit uh, gratifying or satisfying or you know, it feels a little bit better and it's a little easier message to the kids after that. Right. Some some days you're just out talented or, right. you know, they just have a little more horsepower. Yeah. Well, there's four things that can happen every time you play. You can play good and win. You can play good and lose. You can play bad and win. Right. And you can play bad and lose. Now, I think we can all agree that the absolute worst of the four is play bad and lose. <laughs> There, there's very little... Um, Let's just go over to the practice field right yeah, now, there, there, right? There, there's very little silver lining in that. And I think that, uh, that that happens often enough that everybody knows what it feels like. It's like, you know, you just go out there, and a lot of times I don't think it's that you are overmatched or that uh, the team is stronger than you. For whatever reason, that day we can't pitch, we can't hit, we can't throw, we can't catch. We just, we just play bad. Right. It's just one of those days. And of course, depending upon the level that you're at, what bad looks like for one team might not be bad for another. Sure. But you know, all things relative, if we play bad and lose, that's the worst case scenario. I think we can also all agree that the best case scenario is play good and win. Sure. If you play great and you win, everybody's happy. 
post-game meeting is pretty short and sweet. You can get right to the point about, hey, we had a really good day today. We hit the ball well. We pitched well. Made some really nice plays on defense. We played the game the way it's supposed to be played. Have a good night. You know, and, and stay in that and, zone. And, and let's try to let's yeah. try to do it again. So play good and win is the perfect outcome. Play bad and lose is the worst possible outcome. Now the two in the middle. I know which one I'm picking. Yeah. Well, play bad and win is always frustrating to me. Yeah. Because I think that it's a trap that a lot of teams fall into. You might just be a little bit more talented. You might just have a little bit better pitching. You might have gotten a couple of breaks that kind of go your way. But playing badly and winning, I think, is a really difficult thing to manage from a coaching perspective because playing badly is always bad. Right. (laughs) Playing bad is bad. I mean, there's just no nice way to say that. And crazy as it sounds to say it out loud, our goal should always be to play well, to play good. I just feel lucky on those days. And getting lucky is one thing. And we talk about that with hitters all the time. I know, Don, you do the same thing, that you can be good or you can be lucky. Some days you're going to be both, but being good is a whole lot better than being lucky. And so for our play bad and win scenario, I think sometimes there's just some good fortune. Sometimes there's misfortune for the other team. We squeak by. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes it's just a perfect storm of stuff that happens. But playing bad, period, always left a, a really bad taste in my mouth. And honestly, playing bad and winning, I was always a little bit more scared of than playing bad and losing. Because sometimes if you play bad and you lose, you can just, you know, like you said, just head over to the practice field. Leave you your know, cleats you on. Know, spend, spend, yeah. spend a couple of minutes talking about it and you know, start working on the plan for tomorrow because you, know, you just can't bask in it any other way. It doesn't make any sense to linger in it. But the play bad and win, I think you have to be careful because a lot of kids think that the only thing that matters is winning. And so they can kind of talk themselves into thinking, well, it's no big deal. We won. You know, coach is crazy being mad about this or coach is mad. Didn't we win? Yeah, Yeah. coach is is crazy making us work on this other thing. We won the game. If we win the game, that's all that matters. And those of us that have been around the game for a while know that that's just not true. So now here's the tricky part. The play good and lose. So there's two different parts of this I think we want to talk about. One is if we play good, from a coaching perspective, if we've played the game the way it's supposed to be played, did things the way we know we're capable of doing them, to me, from a coaching perspective, that's always a victory, no we, matter what the scoreboard says. We've, we've accomplished our, yeah, our right. task. Yeah. If, if we play a clean game, you know, we play a almost error-free or an error-free game, our pitchers pitch well, our hitters you know, make solid contact, but we hit the ball at people a lot, you know, hit a lot of line drives that get caught, those kinds of days are just part of playing this game. That's part of the the fun and the frustration of it. We're out there playing well. To me, I'm already a pretty happy coach. Yeah. But the losing part can be a real challenge. Now, one, because some of us, when we lose, we automatically lose our minds and can't kind of process it the way we should. We start to lose track of the we played good part because all we can think about is what the scoreboard said. But what the scoreboard said, I think, is really important to the players, and it's really important to their parents because I don't think they always can see the game from the same perspective with the same filter that we see it from. We can see good in a loss, whereas all they see is failure in a loss. Well, I think that depends on the level we're playing too, and we've always been at a really high level, and you know, the losing, that means maybe the, the day's over. So to feel fortunate that we get to play one more, even though we didn't play our very best, sometimes is okay. But I like exactly what you're saying. From a coaching perspective, 
if we play well and get beat, we'll tip our hats and congratulate them and uh, tell them we can't wait to play them again because we're gonna we're gonna fix that. Yeah. yeah. And but I think we have to pay attention to how it affects our players and 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 their parents because sure. especially the modern world that we live in. The bottom line is really important. If the bottom line wasn't so important, we wouldn't have people freaking out over game changer stats, whether or not you can count a win as a win. If you play a drop dead game and you score in the top of the fifth inning and the other team doesn't get to hit in the bottom of the fifth inning, does it count as a win because you still won the game or does it not count as a win because the other team didn't get to bat? There's just so much of that stuff going on in the modern game. I think we have to pay attention to it. And so I think it's up to us as coaches to do a really good job of helping our players understand that we're going to control what we can control. We're going to control the way we play. Yeah. We're going to spend all our time and energy focusing on how we play, making sure that we spend all our time and energy focusing on doing the things that we can do and doing them the best of our ability game after game and really selling the idea that if we keep doing that, if we keep improving, if we keep playing the game the right way, if we play well consistently, consistently. Winning and losing is going to start to take care of itself more often than not. Now, it still doesn't take the sting out of losing a hard-fought game, but a hard-fought loss where you played really well can ultimately become something that the players see value in and see some benefit from playing, even though they don't get the instant gratification of saying how we won. Yeah, no, I think that uh, play poorly and win, that's kind of just that wake-up call. It's like, hey, you do that on the wrong day, and it's not going to be in our favor. But if you play well every day, you're going to at least give yourself a good chance to, you know, have very successful weekends. Right. Well, I think that, uh, you know, your point about the level is, is part of it. But I think for us as coaches, uh, we need to instill in our players that whether we're a very, uh, you know, inexperienced beginning young team or a very veteran, powerful, you know, power action packed older team, that the standard is still us compared to us. And if we're doing that, if we're comparing our performance to our potential and our capabilities, I think we're always going to have a pretty clear picture. If we start getting caught up in winning and losing is the only measure of whether or not we're, we're a good team or not a good team, I think we're going to be in big trouble from, you know, from the get-go with that. So I like where you're heading too, Tori, about managing it and how you express to the team you know, where we're at and what we need to, uh, to do to be where we want to be. Right. That that's a real important piece of all this. So right. that's yeah. good. I mean, because it's also relative. If you're coaching a very inexperienced, very young entry-level team, really good softball might be that we got three outs in the infield today. Sure. You know, I mean, it might be that we you know, ran the bases in the right direction today. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, that, that you think about is, is not really a win or not really a step in the right direction. Tagged but, up when we were supposed to. Yeah. You know, and so, so I think, and again, that's something that we as coaches have got to be responsible for because the players and the parents are not going to be able to see it. They're not going to have the experience. They're not going to have the knowledge and they're not going to have the comfort with their place in the food chain. You know, you, you, you know uh, we both see it with hitters all the time. You know, that they'll come back after a weekend and they'll be heartbroken because they, you know, they only hit 100 or 150 or whatever it was. No, no doubt. And the discussion is always, well, well, how'd you hit the ball? Well, I hit the ball hard every time. I hit nothing but line drives. I just kept hitting it at people. You know, the left fielder made that amazing catch. You know, that center fielder jumped over the fence and robbed me of a home run. So then why are you upset that you only hit a buck 50 this weekend? Right. And so, you know, and put it in perspective. Right. They're frustrated because Game Changer says they hit 150. 
but we're gonna, um, we're gonna have to go back and revisit the game changer yeah. but, uh, but scenario. Their That's, their mind should be, yeah. man, I crushed the ball. I was hitting it great. I, I yeah. had a great weekend. I saw the ball great and I hit it hard every time. Yeah. So that's all part of this discussion. So you know, if I don't get a hit, I'm a loser, even though I hit the ball hard. <laughs> if we don't have more runs than the other team, we lost. Well, if you're playing, you know, again, let's say you're a middle of the pack team and you're in your conference or your age group. And you go into a tournament this weekend and you play your butts off and you play an amazing game and you lose to the number one team in your in your age group or number one team in your state six to four, three to two. How disappointed should you be? That other team's probably thinking, wow, this is a we played bad in one game. Right. Because their their level of expectation is so high. Yeah. And for us it should be a man, look at what we're capable of doing. Would have been nice to you know win the game to you know to have the scoreboard reflected, but we're ultimately we're really winning because couple, we're a couple more key right hits, a couple yeah. more key scenarios. Yeah, and so hopefully, coaches, that's the message we wanted to talk about today. Make sure that you're keeping it in perspective. Make sure that you're training your players and their parents as much as you can. That you know everything's got to be kept in perspective. You know we can always talk about there's four things that are going to happen. Only those four things. Obviously, we want to play great and win. But no matter what, we want to play great. And if that means we win or we lose, we can live with either one of those outcomes. And we definitely want to avoid the trap of playing poorly and being lucky enough to beat somebody someday. So, <laughs> Don, anything else for 101? No, another good topic, Tori. All right, so we want to say thanks to uh, Stan Lewis, our producer, for Coach Don and Coach Tori. One of Coach Prep. We'll talk to you again next week. 